What's up, man? What's poppin'? Back with episode two. Uh, episode one has been in the, the long hiatus queue, apparently, but after this one, we should be ready to roll. Yeah. I think I've I've had, like, ten people reach out to me in the last two weeks, like, you know how to start a podcast? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I figure it's probably, like, everybody's idea. Now, unfortunately... We've had this idea for, I don't know, a year. We just haven't quite yeah. executed yet. But Well, um, well we have. No, I, I can't say that. You know but, what I think it is, though? I think, like so many things, and I'll speak for myself because you've obviously done a very, very good job at building something. But for me, you know, we talked about this a little bit on the last go-around, was like I've always been in a place where I had to make something happen now. I couldn't let something marinate for a little while and, you know, build up. And I think... You know, even in the the last couple of months, and the the comments are growing, the the following is growing. So I think now is a good time because it's like we're starting to get some flow with this. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, you have really done a, a nice job of just really, I don't know, from a business standpoint, you know, just locked it down during this time and done a good job of being creative, done a good job of sharing your message in a way that that resonates with what people need right now. You know, and I think that voice is important. I just think that overall the appeal of this this type of podcast is that we're just like everybody else, trying to figure yeah. it out, trying to figure out, you know, what the hell this is, where we go from here, and, you know, maybe what we changed from before. But it looks like from the outside in, you're crushing it, man. I mean, well, it just looks like... It, man. I mean, it's, yeah, it is what it is, right? I mean, we're, we're doing okay. Um, I have, like, this weird feeling about saying that I'm doing good right now because so many are not doing well and um it's something that i you know i've kind of consulted with a few people that i trust and you know about about how do i move forward in this and they're like dude don't i mean don't lift there's no reason there's no reason to lift and because what what i'm doing i truly believe is is um for the good um of the greater right so yeah yeah there's no reason to slow. Um, you know, we're running into a lot of challenges. Man, I, I appreciate the words, though. I don't want to, like, I, I'm I'm humbled by the whole thing because success is so relative. To me, yeah. I mean, I'm, <laughs> to, to me, it's, this has been an incredible journey, and um, it's just been uh, milestone after milestone, so, but it's just like, I'm, I try to remain humble, and I, because I am humble at heart, I just, I feel weird because, you know, what's that, what's that peak I don't know. Like, what's that? Um, you know, what, you don't just reach something and say, like, I made it because, yeah. it, you know, so it's just, it's a weird thing. I mean, it's, we're not out of the woods. Things are still, you know, you got to show up to work every day and give it your all, but things are really moving forward. And I think I look at it and, and I, it really makes sense. I mean, that's the thing is that this makes sense to, sure. um, you know, I, 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 I really believe I've thought about this at length. Um, as I plan my next couple promotions, and I'm like, this is this is actually what should be happening right now. And look at look at this is going to resonate for a while. And this is not in terms of my sales, but like what I hope happens is that when um, you know things start to open back up. Um, I mean, now you know, just for historical reference, today is uh, April 14th, 2012. We've been or 2020. Jesus. Uh, you know, we've been kind of in this like lockdown thing for what a year now, or for a month now. So yeah, um, things are they're they're discussing starting to open some things back up here in Western New York. And what I hope happens is that the people that have spent more time um, making food, you know, for yeah. themselves, and maybe not swinging through McDonald's on the way home for the kids, and even if it's something as simple as just cooking your own fucking chicken nuggets at home like just just the art the 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 act of like you know we call it home donald's right (laughs) you know like once once or twice a week but we've been having dino nuggets and and french fries and ketchup you know and it's like um just that in and of itself the fact that we have a name for it home donald's like our kids are going to remember that forever they're not going to remember the fucking toy you know the 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 Incredibles two stretchy doll that they got for free, and and it's just laying on the in the back seat of my truck now. I just yeah. I, I what I you know long story is like what I hope is that um, this slowdown resonates, brother. I mean that's that's kind of what the post that I made yesterday in in reference to the cooking that I've been doing. You know, yeah. 
like maybe maybe the 30 minute meal isn't the answer maybe that's that's a solution that's one of your options but maybe that one's not the way to go and it's it really is a lot of a lot of that recognition of things are just a little bit different when you do them a little more thoroughly you know it's so can i can i on this, this is a perfect segue because of the way you just said it. It's like there's, it's a solution, but maybe it's not the answer, right? Because those are two different things. So, sure. I texted you this morning when I was training. One thing I did was, you know, starting this new cycle um, of this of the uh, peace, love, and meat um, with Terrence. Uh, you know, I just said I need to dedicate myself to it harder than I have because now I'm not only wasting Brandon's time, I'm wasting Terrence's time as well. And that's unacceptable, you know. Yeah. Um, one thing I did this morning on the on what you just said was, you know, I texted you. I said, I'm not finding ways out of these movements right now. Um, typically, I would find a way to kind of lie to myself, especially with a movement like a uh, a Cossack squat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, what I ended up doing that that was the most comfortable, but also the most physically taxing was um, I ended up the first two sets I did with a kettlebell like in in like a goblet Mm -hmm. hold. Yeah. And that felt really good, but what I actually ended up moving to was just a weighted vest, a 20-pound weighted vest. Yep. Um, And then I I actually strung some bands up from like a pull-up bar so that I was able to really sit back into these corners that even, you know, while I was trying to kind of deal with this 20-pound weight in front of me, I wasn't really able to really explore. So, you know, that's what I texted you about. I'm like, oh, now I can actually feel that I actually don't have to, you know, pick up my left foot when I sit back into the Mm -hmm. right side. I can kind of twist and get a really good stretch in my adductor. And, like, so the, the, the reason I'm bringing this up is, like, my workout took me an hour and I didn't like it, it, it. There was no lull. There was no downtime, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a soul-crushing, you know, um, sprint work. It was just I was working myself into these corners and stuff. And it's like, I think you and I both got ourselves into like this. Um, a, we're doing, um, you know, conditioning moves every day. We're doing. We're stringing them together in these rounds. But that doesn't necessarily ha- – yes, it's for time, but it doesn't have to be a race. Yeah. No, I th- I th- dude, you're, you're speaking my language completely. I mean, you know, one of the things that I try to emphasize to people, you know, I, I made 10 videos today, honestly, for day two because, mm. you know, I, and it's a good thing. I'm excited about training again, so I want to talk about it. I mean, that's one of the things – dude, you know what? It, it's like this. Um I think if there's a difference between a, a and, I, and I'm very, very much treading on like a fine line of definition here, but I would consider myself more artistically inclined as far as my mindset and my approach to life. I'm just more, I'm passion driven, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's like you have a really good author who potentially just loves writing about travel. Well, he can write you these masterpieces about travel, but you give him this, you know, this stock thing where it's like, talk about how to buy a plane ticket, you know? And it's like, well, I'm not passionate about buying plane tickets. So I can't do that very well. And for the longest time, because I wasn't training powerlifting, my passion for it waned, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that, that was some way I didn't want to talk about it. I couldn't write about it because I wasn't thinking about it. You know, I was just like really trying to figure out where my training was going to go. And that distracted from my overall ability to do, to do anything else because it was kind of like a vacuum for me. But now for the first time again, I'm really starting to be passionate about my own training to a point where I feel like, okay, this is good. I can talk about it. I can see the repeatables that are shareable now because now I know they work in the beginning. It was all like testing and trying out and figuring it out. Yeah. So I'm exactly like, like where you're at right now was probably where I was. I mean, and from the outside looking in, you know, I've got a day count going on 317 days. That's almost a year, but there's so many days within that 317 where it's like, man, just, just go back to the way you used to do it. It was so much yeah. easier oh, because, dude, because you day. know, you, you know what to do, and now yeah. it's kind of like it's, it's, a, it's a hard place to get to, but I'm starting to get back, back in that groove again. 
I just want people to know that they can they can adjust this, they can personalize this, they can scale this. If three rounds is hard and you're sweating and panting, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I don't want you standing at the end of five rounds though and being like, "Well, gosh, that was great. I'll go. You know, I'll just go sit down now." Like I want you well, to. Well, be... I guess a, a good example was yesterday, day one. Um, you know, it was like however five or six rounds or seven rounds or whatever of like mm-hmm. eight chin-ups and that's like i do that's not gonna work for me um sure. this is where i took the artistic license <laughs> you know i didn't i didn't text any for permission i just yep. said what can i do that's something as taxing and um we did the, i did that little flip thing i don't know what we want to call that you know it's like a teeter like a trx teeter-totter or something like that yeah. and i love that you did it with a rope too that well, was really, really cool, man. So, so thank you. Um, that's actually a Wolf Brigade gym. They call it a hangman rope, and it's dope. Did you see it? It has yeah, it's big loops fatty. on the end. Uh, yeah, and there's loops. Um, so um, I was going to link to that also if we want to move that in. or you know, I don't even know if they have it in stock right now. I haven't talked to Greg in a while. But it's a really cool piece. Um, you know, I don't have a TRX, and it's actually like the perfect length because I have a – my rack's not that high. Um so it makes it really, really – it's like right where it starts to suck, and then you kind of come back. You know what I mean? You can adjust, yeah. obviously, with your feet. But um, I've been doing that a lot, and it's like I even showed my wife the video of me just kind of working through it. And she's like, that looks like it's like a stretch both ways because you get like the lat stretch at the – you know, mm-hmm. when you squat into it, and then you get – you know, I guess you get a lat stretch too, but it's like front, you know. Um, I don't know, man. I So, you know, I, I kind of took – Yesterday was a little choppier. I, I, you know, I saw what what we wanted to accomplish, and I just said, um, "Quit making excuses. Don't throw the, the baby out with the bathwater. Let's just let's just put the time in and do this." And it ended up mm-hmm. it was a really really good workout. It was the first day that I've trained where it was like 65. It was the first day, you know, over 60 that we've that I've been in the garage in since probably September. So um, that was really nice to be warm and, and sweaty that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, today it's back down to 35. So today, this morning was this morning was tough. Um, just metal doesn't heat up at all, ever. Yeah. Um, so that's always tough, kind of working with that. So I just I took a lot of the implements uh, outside for my set. You know, and and, and I yeah. have this mat that I put out on my back patio for um, the the push-ups. The um, uh, what the hell are they called? Hindu push-ups. Hindu push-ups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was doing it a little bit differently than you just to, again, this is like that scaling that, that I'm not quite able to do the um, as smooth of a movement. But I said I cannot quit, break it into a few movements. So I did kind sure. of Hindu, Hindu push-up into just kind of like a, um, uh, what's it called, the the, you know, the bottom of it where you're basically in a plank position but you're, you're yeah. floor, you know. Yeah, all downward dog. Downward dog, yep. Yeah. So. Um, and I just kind of transitioned back and forth with that. Not very smooth transitions, but it was, um, I don't know, either way, man, I just I feel great today. I don't feel stuck in my own body. And you, of all, know, of all people, know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about there. Yeah, well, and that's <laughs> I don't feel what, casted today. That's kind of what I talked about, you know, in the video today on the Peace, Love, and Meat page in reference to day two was why I'm kind of gravitating this way. And I think I really touched more on why I left powerlifting than ever. I mean, from an honest level, like there was a point in time when I would just look six feet in front of my feet because I had to angle where I was going to walk because I was afraid I would fall. Um, that's that's how bad my left knee was at its worst. There was well, a time and you were built like a dreidel. So yeah, you know, it's there was just a lot of things that were going on there, and and to be able to, you know, converse with a coach who is is empathetic and sympathetic to to what I'm saying, but also can think of creative ways you know he's watched me do those around the world he's seen me bend he sees that the knee can function it just doesn't function the way that i used to do it and i kind of told it in that that video today when i squat 80 percent of my preparation focus and thought is on my left knee Mm. it doesn't matter how much weight's on there or or how charged up i am like the second that bar comes out of the rack it's like focus on that knee you know what i mean and it's just not fun anymore it's exhausting to feel that way and train that way yeah so to do a hindu squat where it's like holy shit i got to focus on my hands my forearms my shoulders yeah. you know the, the knee gets thrown in there but i forget about it yep. the cossack squat i forget about it so it's yep. like i'm trying to find these movements where my body is integrated again it's working as one system rather than like okay here comes that missing tooth on the wheel 
you know, we got to speed up the momentum to get a, to get across that or to keep it going. No, I'm I'm just able to train, and that is such a free feeling that I cannot explain. I mean, I know you get it because we've talked about it, but geez, yeah, and I felt I, I felt it this morning. I felt it this morning. I was like, I just feel um, stressed in in different ways, and it's not just because I did 200 band press downs. Right. You know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's like I don't know, man. I just I felt great, and you know, and then uh, I'll tell you what, you know, I don't want to spend a half hour talking about today's workout. I mean, we could if you wanted to, but um, the other thing I really enjoyed working into was the wall sit. I did it against my heavy bag. My heavy bag oh. was against, and but it was actually it wasn't an ex, it wasn't you know I kind of cheated a little. It wasn't just um, you know like the high school gym. You know, like I we used to do them in like. Yeah, <laughs> basketball like wall sits, and it wasn't like a torture session. What I actually yeah. used it for was, um, you know, my heavy bag. I don't know how do I how I can explain it. It's leaning in the back of my squat rack, and it just you know kind of, so it's kind of at just a slight angle so that gravity doesn't tip it over. And right. you know, there's no seat to it. You know, I definitely have to have my feet out in front of me a little to kind of drive into mm-hmm. it to stay attached. But what I found myself doing was this is where I, I, I kind of closed my eyes and had a little bit of like a meditation for a minute. I didn't time it. I just kind of waited until I felt like getting up. Um, you know, I kind of let my arms down, kind of dangle, and I kind of allowed myself to just do some really deep breaths, hold my breath for a little bit, kind of under yep. stress. And, man, that was it was something I'm going I'm to um, implement a lot more is those kind of – um, built into the plan, kind of this 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 function. I don't want to say functional rest because I think of like, you know, run, you know, doing a set of DeFranco's, you know, agile, right, eight, right, which right. is which is amazing. But this is a lot different. You know, I just kind of this was kind of my. Um, I enjoyed it better than rest, if that makes yeah. sense. Like like um, usually when I'm doing a five piece round. I'm just all I'm doing is wait until the end of that fifth move so I can just fucking rest for a second. <laughs> right. Um, so in this situation, that fifth or sixth move, whatever it was, was actually the thing I was looking forward to. Dude, that's that's kind of the the cadence that I'm getting with this because obviously uh, mine was a little bit different. I didn't have a wall sit. I actually had a calorie row, and the thing about that was I'm good at rowing, mm-hmm. and I you know and I can kind of beast that thing as far as you know, there's a lot of people who have the endurance. There's a lot of people who have maximum power. But luckily for me, I've retained a, a great deal of rowing strength. You know, I think that was something I was doing when I was stronger, so my, my adaptation to it is quite a bit higher. But I can rip that thing and burn through those calories and give myself more rest. You know, it's like, yeah, from the, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So it's um it's fun to play games like that. And even I was talking to Terrence after the workout this morning and just like, you know, I knew that round one I went too hot. Like I, I just really went too fast. Um, so round two was more like, okay, let's just do this methodically. Let's slow this down. Let's keep the tempo even. Round three was like, okay, embrace the suck. And then it's like <laughs> round four, you just like, this is, there's one more after this one. Let's go. Yeah. And then and then round five, it's like I'm accelerating through the finish line. And I I am the world's worst. I play mental games with myself all the time. I mean – Maybe not to the extent that Goggins shits talk, shit talks himself, but like I really do get in there, you know, and talk to myself about, well, what if you had to? What if you? What if you mm-hmm. had to do one more rep beyond eight? If that's call, it's calling for eight, let's get ten, just because, you know, could you do it right now? And I'm just a person that needs that stoking, or I get bored, you know. If it's not, if it's not evolving and changing, and and I'm the one with the controller, but I still have to play those games. I still have to keep myself yeah. excited about it. I was talking to my wife about that the other day, um, about, I forget what point we were bringing up, but oh, I was just saying how I miss um, that feeling that you're the baddest motherfucker on the planet. Do you know that feeling? <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually, oh, you know what it was? Listen to this. This is what it's it was. It's usually watch... glaringly false, but yeah, I get oh, it. Oh, dude, it, no, that's, that's, that's the, that's the uh, you know, that's the punchline. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, we were watching... Um, we're done with Tiger King, so now life is kind of boring. And yeah, um, you know, we're so we um, they just uploaded a new Netflix documentary. It's a it's Ronda Rousey documentary. Uh, okay. 
Um, and it's like it's called something like through through her father's eyes or something because you know her father um, killed himself. Uh, so anyway, it was it started off really slow and I actually wasn't even really paying attention to it. It was a big letdown. Yeah. And then it got it gets better and it ends up being a pretty pretty cool documentary. But it follows her first couple fights and then when she gets um, you know goes pro in kind of like these small like Indian res fights and then when she transitioned into strike force you could see like you know she's all she was always determined and she always had that look in her eye because i mean she had already been to the olympics and all this different stuff or but when she went into strike force there was like this look in her eye and you know that look that she had when she was fighting she always had like that i'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet right look and for some reason it was like this backstage shot of her like her first or second strike force fight and, dude, it just resonated with me. I go, oh, my God, I know that feeling. Whether it was, like, when I was wrestling or when I, you know, with powerlifting or, you know, any of that. Dude, it just, man, I miss that. I, t- I told my wife, and this is, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, Saturday night. We're just kind of, like, vegging out, mm-hmm. watching this documentary. And I go, oh, I fucking miss that right there. Like, that face, that that mindset mm-hmm. of just world crusher. Even though oh. I did nothing in powerlifting. It was. It wasn't that. It wasn't the external. It was the internal. You know, mm-hmm. that fucking world crusher. And um, so I'm like, I need to. I don't know, man. I don't know if I need to find that again, or if I just need to find something similar to that. But this week has been similar, but in like the polar opposite way, right? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I just, if you watch it, look for that. You're like, it clicked with me. I go, oh my god, I know that feeling. It was. It was something that resonated with me way, way more than than I expected it to. Sure, man. I, listen, I, I think that there is. <laughs> I, I don't know if I shared it with you um, or not, but the last line is, um, "I won't quit," or something. Let me see. I'll have to look at it again. But there was mm-hmm. something um, about talking about like self preparation for this life and what that actually means. You know, he's like, "Oh, I, I'm not going to hide." That was the last line. So this guy, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, instructor in Louisville, and he was talking about all these things and, you know, how he had prepared his mind and his body and his, his really his life modeled after his training, always being prepared, never hoping to use it, but just having it there as an insurance policy, you know. Um, and at the end of the thing, he goes, in this time when people are desperate and people are looking for things, he's like, there's somebody who's, who could possibly break into your home. And he said, he may kill you and I may kill him, but I'm not going to be the one that tries to hide. Mm. You know what I mean? And I thought, yep. Yep. what a powerful statement about a way to live your life. And he was actually equating a lot of this to the, the social distancing and stuff like that. It's like, yep. look, I've covered, you know, and this is his words, and, you know, I understand it's a very sensitive subject, but I think sure. there's, there's some validity to it. If you're doing everything that you can to be healthy, if you're doing everything that you can to eat good food, get rest, and train hard and make yourself into something that this body was maybe intended to do or, or heightened what this body was intended to do, I don't think mm-hmm. we should hide from this thing, um, you know, necessarily at the scale of, like, total devastation. Yeah. No, there's sensibility, and then there's, like, unreasonable, you know? Well, well we're one of the weirdest countries in that we won't, we won't actually address the people that have the problem. And I'm talking about this, you know, from a standpoint of, you know, clinically obese people, we will curb all sorts of things, you know, mandating that, that, you know, these people are taken care of before Mm -hmm. others are taken care of, you know? And it's like, what? That's not how this works. I thought there was equal treatment, equal fairness. And it's like, maybe we should be quarantining the people that are sick, not quarantining everyone, you know? And I, maybe my understanding of this whole thing is, is lopsided. Right. And that's why I've always, that's why I've been trying to kind of just, I don't know, not to get down too much of a rabbit hole, but it's just something I've been trying to do because I have, you know, anxiety and stuff. I just don't need to convince anybody of what I feel, well, <laughs> you know, I mean, so it's like it's I just kind of keep it inside. It is, man. And, even within know, me, like even my feelings on it, yeah, you know, my, my emotions around it, I think it's just a raw topic, but well, yesterday, I, you know, it's dynamic too. Yesterday, our governor, and I actually, you know, I've been listening to him a lot. Um, he's, he's definitely, I've been adamantly opposed to him on a lot of things and I feel like he's doing an okay job here um I don't see a ton of um you know anything I'd really argue with him on I mean he's being pretty sensible with things and and kind of no bullshit so um 
But yesterday he was very like the 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 concern that had been in his voice and his face and his hands and his you know his clenched fists and things i just you know either he's like snorting cbd or something there was something (laughs) that seemed like he had a little bit of stress relief and Mm -hmm. the way he said it is like you know today's the day when we started he he had like this tri-state meeting um to to start to discuss a reopening plan and like you know the next step he's like you know we have we have, you know, capped it. We've kind of plateaued. Um, what are the, what's the next step? You know, and yeah, it was really weird because it's like, if I'm not smarter than anybody, but right. anybody less in touch with kind of what's happening could have potentially taken that press conference and some of the things that he said as, oh well, well we're overreacting. Let me just right. go back into my normal life. And it's like, you know, we have this this argument where. Are we like this because, you know, are we in this situation we can reopen because we all took and, and because we did shut everything down, you know? Sure. And now it's like, could it come back if we open back up? That's the challenge. And I just was kind of nervous because I'm like, I, you know, I'm not nervous anymore because of the way he acted. I, I, like, felt myself lose a little bit of respect for the challenge that we have ahead of us. And that's, yeah. a, you know what I'm saying? It's a slippery could, slope and it's a dangerous place to be. Yeah. You know, um, I do think, listen, I, I, I try to look at this in a lot of ways. I played, you know, I played fair with what was being out there, what was recommended, basically been home and sheltered as much as possible. Um, you know, out of respect, not only for myself and my family and my friends, but just also the common good. Like if, if this yeah. is the best information that's out there, I'm going to abide by that. And where my side of the struggle comes is for people that are losing their jobs, people that yeah. might lose their business. And, you know, that's where my concern goes to. And this is – maybe we can get a little more speculative on this because it doesn't really touch on on emotions or beliefs. But just what do you think happens if we get away from this thing, you know, to, let's, let's just say six months from now. We look back and this thing is all like a big that was it. Mm-hmm. Like – what what is done for people that lose everything you know because i tried to i tried to equate some of this to a couple people that had reached out to me and you know they'd they'd actually been laid off and lost their jobs yeah um i i know that feeling in 2008 i lost my job and i remember being so and this was because because of gm's restructuring and closing places down i lost my job i didn't do anything wrong I showed up to work every single day. I liked my job. I liked my people that I worked with. Um, and one day I had a job, and the next day I didn't. And it it hurt me bad. Like to go to my dad, who like puts work and having a job right up there with spirituality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. um, you you just look at yourself and you're like, man, I, I don't even have a job. Like, what do I do? And it's just a it's a strange place. My biggest anger in all of this is the people who are who are running the, the the idea that somehow people could have prevented this in their own lives. Yes, we could have all done better. We could have all had a little more money in the bank or this mm-hmm. or that or the other. But now is not the time to point fingers, you know. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just think now is the time to to help people out and and look inside ourselves. Of how can I be a better individual, and how can I be a better person amongst the community? You know, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, and it has to be, it has to be like in perpetuity though too. You know, on on that, it's like I keep thinking a few weeks ago, it's like I had business partners, not business partners, but um, acquaintances of mine that are also business owners Mm -hmm. that basically had this, you know, small business relief spent already. Sure. They sent it to me, and I'm like, I, you know, I think I'm good, man. Well, what do you mean? Well, I, and I, I said, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm not really affected by this right now. Um, right. You know, I, I have income. Um, we're still working, and we're doing okay. And you know, I'm considered um, not only in my food service, but also all of my points of contact are single occupancy. So I'm actually double okay right now. Right. Um. So yeah, I'm good. Well, dude, it's just free money. Yeah. And I was like, ah, eh, you know, so I, I did sign up for a few things, but one of them is just a, you know, a low, a low, um, a low interest rate loan through the um, Small Business Association, right? Sure. And, you know, I just, 
it was a really big concern to me to, to see these people like because I, I literally kind of like downplayed it to this guy that reached out to me like dude did you sign up and i'm like nah i'm good dude it's free money and i'm like okay well i'm a skeptical hippo so get <laughs> up with your free money you know what i'm saying and i just you know the face i'm making mm, okay and he literally replied to me like all right well when it's deposited in my bank account friday don't come asking for any i'm like don't worry honey i won't you know right and, you know, even this morning, I don't know if you saw anybody that, um, you know, posted up. I saw a few business owners post up a screenshot of the email that was sent out to people that had applied that basically said, yeah, um, about that. Um, we're going to start with the people with the most employees first. And then if, you know, you small companies are still around, then we'll, we'll you know, it's essentially what it said, like due to overwhelming you know, right. applications, we have to start with the people with the most employees first. Sure. So here I am, still doing my job. Thank God I didn't decide to just cash that check before it was written. And um, so I don't know if it's on the same topic, but it's just something that's been on my mind. I'm like, you know, well, I, I wonder how many people just stopped right there, you know, or yeah. like the, with, the, with the economic stimulus check that hasn't happened yet. I wonder how many people, we're still hearing people talk about 1200 bucks or whatever yeah. when... I don't do you, like what. Not the twelve hundred dollars is not amazing. I mean, I could, right. I you know, I could buy a lot um, of uh, you know Killcliff with with that. But um, <laughs> I just man, I, you know, still trying to find a way to do it on my own. Um, and I'm really lucky. I'm I'm not better than anybody. I'm not. I don't have the cheat code or a secret or anything. I'm just fucking okay. If this doesn't work, then I'm shifting gears and I'm doing this. You know. Yeah. Um, I think that's I think that's a lot in line with what my dad has always told me. You know, think it through. Don't jump when everybody else jumps. See yeah. where they hit. See where they land. You know, mm-hmm. adjust your sales according to others. And that kind of is not always been true. I mean, it's one of those things where I had to try to prove my dad wrong for. 28 30 years before i believe that he was right <laughs> you know what i mean what's the quote uh, you what, what um what's the quote you kept saying about your dad i haven't heard it in a year now but about oh, you can't whoop me no no not that one <laughs> you can't whoop me <laughs> no the other one um about biggest enemy best friend type of thing what was it um i'm sorry i'll think no, of it. you okay. had, you had said something about like it was like the dude that you oh spent... my dad my dad you know he, he was like he went from literally being the person that he and I just butted heads at everything, every turn, every corner, because my dad was, I, I know he's not a perfect person, but when I look at him, you know, he's just, he's honest and he's fair. You know, the, the fairness side of things always felt a little bit unfair to me at the time, but mm-hmm. looking back, I deserved everything that I got from him, you know, whether it was grounding or spanking or whatever. Um, you know, and it was never an abusive situation. It was just a hard, you know, he towed a hard line. And the thing about it is, is, you know, it's like you go from your biggest enemy, your biggest adversary to a point where I watched my dad walk in when I had both my legs casted. And he said, I want to tell you two things. He said, I should have told you. First of all, he said, I'm sorry for being in this place where we don't talk, we don't we don't get along, you know? And then second, he's like, I should have told you, I love you. And I'm proud of you every day. And it's like, we've gone for, through this evolution of here's a guy that I didn't understand. I didn't know. And now he's like truly, truly one of my biggest heroes and inspirations. Um, and we get along great. Like we, we built his garden together this year. We, we shoveled dirt around. I mean, golly, man, how lucky. And I, I know yeah. I'm talking to you. It's like, Dude, it's it's a it's a serious thing, and I I can remember that being one of my biggest fears when I got hurt. Was it was very apparent to me that, you know, obviously there would be some public assumption that I would be at his funeral and be speaking at his funeral, and like, what would I say? You know, like that was a big fear of mine of what would I have said about my dad? Who you can just lie. I, yeah, and that's probably what I would have done. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, that was this that was. That was my M.O., not that I was. That was your plan. (laughs) You know, I was just, I was lying to everybody, including myself, including myself. somewhere. You know, but, dude, it's, um, my dad, he just, he really insisted upon me throughout my life, like, 
don't go through this life owing anybody. Don't go through this life being the first one in line. You know, wait your turn, weigh things out, see how it looks, and never ever get in over your head. And mm-hmm. that's that's advice I didn't take for a long time, but it's like, you know, last year I was sitting at the car lot looking at a brand new truck, and it's a truck I wanted. It's a truck I could make the payment on. But again, it's like, do I really need this truck? Do I really yeah. want this? You know, and all of these things, and it just the more that I kind of listen to the advice of my dad and add 20 years to it, as far as like my dad's stuck in 1960. So I'm trying to be like 1980, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, it's you're, you're it's just, like, you're trying not to be the dude on tiger King. I forget his name that rolls in on the fucking uh, jet ski. Yeah, like, dude, exactly. Trying, like, that's literally my fight. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's, um, it's a, it's a weird time, and I think that, you know, having friends like yourself who are talking about things in a different way, like obviously Terrence, you know, it's amazing how it for, how fortunate we still are in this country. I mean, even in the worst situations of lockdown, it's not like over there. No. Um, he, he told me that I think this is what he – this is the way it said. All businesses deemed non-essential, which are including gyms, are closed for six weeks. If you're caught operating during that time, they will shut you down for six months. And then if they catch you doing certain things after certain hours, there, there are large fines and even potential jail time for that. So, like, we're not there. No. <laughs> you know? No. We, we still have it relatively good compared to a lot of places in the world. And I think, you know, sometimes we just need a reminder of how good we have it here, even in, the, even in amongst the chaos. We still have it very, very good, and we're all all blessed beyond measure yeah we are and that's why we've really i've really tried to realize how um without making light of the situation because i do believe this is a very serious situation but this has also been i mean i'll give i'll give a good example we um in february late january early early february um my my wife had the opportunity to, to travel to Vermont for a week for work, and we ended up saying, all right, um, the kids were on vacation for, from school anyway, and I can do most of what I need to do at least for a week to, you know, I can just pull out and go. So, you know, it was nothing amazing. We just drove to Vermont, and the kids and I hung out in the hotel rooms, and I went swimming with them in the hotel pools, and we would go out to dinner and then travel to the next town where my wife had to do work the next day. It was not a, it was not in a, you know, I mean, we literally stayed in, you know, the, the, um, you know, like comfort inns and stuff, you know what I mean? It was nothing amazing, but now it's like, I look back on that time and you know, that feeling that you have in your heart where you're like, just like, just family time, like just being just with like, not with nothing else to do, but to watch your kids do cannonballs into a hotel. Oh, yeah. pool. Do you know yeah, that yeah. feeling? Absolutely. So I've had that feeling for the last four to five weeks now. Mm-hmm. How fucking do we're get, so? I guess I'm predicting that we're going to look back when when stuff starts to pick back up again in the in the busyness and you know I got to hit Starbucks and I got to do this and I got to run and I got to do that. Like you're going to have that feeling like that that um you know that remember you know you like remember that feeling. I don't, I don't know a good word for that, but it's almost like a um it's similar to an epiphany because it's like it's like a um like you know, a revelation revelation yeah because I think of epiphany as like a future like a um, foresight, um, yeah, like a revelation. You know what I'm talking about? Do you get that too? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's like all the time, like the, the light bulb goes off and you kind of resist it because you're thinking of like this or that or like, but then as you kind of settle into it, it's like, wait a minute, this is where I need to be. So yeah. now I need to figure out how to make more of this, even if yep. it goes back to the way it was, uh, you yep. know, as far as like life somewhat resumes as normal, um, isn't it weird that we're even saying that it might resume as normal? I don't think it – I mean, I, I think this is highly adapted forever. I mean, in some state, in some shape or form, you know, this is going to be – this is going to be forever changing, I think. Yeah, so we, I mean, so I don't, we forget I don't, it again. Yeah, I don't see how it couldn't, right? I mean, I, I don't know if it was in our conversation last time or with somebody else I was talking to, but, I mean, I foresee, you know, some type of – you know, I don't, I, I, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe carrying 
you know, explosives onto a plane may take the back seat to carrying biological, you know, I don't even know about, about like it's biological warfare, but like I think there's going to be potential screening of, you know, I mean, I, I haven't followed a lot of this bullshit going on right now with <clears throat> Bill Gates and, you know, these tracking devices and everything. I'm just kind of staying <laughs> out of it. Yeah. But I mean, I could see, I could see that happening pretty, pretty easily and quickly. Um, you know, and that that's even more challenging to me than somebody carrying like a physical item onto a plane. I mean, that uh, I don't know. That that makes me you know really uneasy, really nervous. Not only in the aspect of that it may happen, but in the aspect of because I am genuinely gen, um, genuinely a little nervous about that. You know, because I can see how quickly because I do have people around me that have um, contracted this. And, um, you know, people that I know have died now. And right. So it isn't a joke. It is real now. Do I believe it's to the scale that we've made it? Probably not. But maybe it's because, we, you know, I'm not going to go down that. But sure. it does show you how we did forget that this was a thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think, dude, I wash my hands a lot, a lot more than I ever did. <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm not afraid to say I'm, I may have been the dirty guy, but I'm like, I, dude, I, I, I'm washing my hands a lot right now. It's definitely <laughs> um, more than I did. And I'm not even leaving my house. So I think, you know, even something like watching Netflix or watching these movies that were filmed back then <laughs> being, you know, January, 2020 and prior, I, you know, right. I see like a guy come in and shake his hand and give him a hug. I'm like, Ugh, oh my God, he touched, like, look how quickly those, those barriers got put up for us. Oh, I yeah. mean, how, how is that going to go back to normal? Right. No, I, I mean, know, it's, it's, I think it's all different now. I think it's yeah. all different now. I mean, I don't see how it could not, I don't see how it could return to um, the way it was circa October. Yeah. November. Well, I don't see how it could. You know, and I don't. I don't want to. I've talked to a lot of guys that that kind of run in in my circle as far as, you know, home three days gone to home two days gone for home. You know that kind of pattern. And every single one of them is like, I've been out here going this hard to try to do what I'm doing right now. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like this paradox of like, well. Do I return to that full speed life, right. or do I take half as many trips and maybe try to find a way to work? To you know, if I go someplace for three days instead of hitting one spot, do I hit two? Do I maybe hit three so I can save on, you know? And those are things that we probably should have done all along anyway. Yeah, you know, just yeah. maximize your time. But I think I think it was just too easy. Um, luxuries became the expectation, you know, instead of man, I've got it really good. I should hit up all these places while I'm out here instead of coming two or three trips back. But it was cool to come home and then go back and come home and go. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I just see so I mean, I see several people, a few that you and I know together and a few that, you know, I know through business and personal that have straight up left their jobs for no sure. for for no other reason besides they saw the fucking light. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I have a friend um, that I'm hoping – we eventually come to an agreement and he works for me who is a fucking stud in the um, craft beer game. Okay. Um, he's legit. And he just says like, you know, in order to keep his status where he was at, it was just a, it was a constant, you know, he was a, he was a road warrior. You know what I mean? He was a road dog. Yep. And, you know, he's, he's in charge of 5,000 accounts and, He's like, how do I, how do I take this opportunity? He said, I'm, you know, there's a chance that I'm maybe furloughed. How do I take this as a chance to start building something in a different industry? Because it's been, I don't know, I don't want to get. I mean, you don't know who he is, but right. It's like, he also said he's like, it's not healthy to drink nine beers a day and then drive two hours home, you know, because oh, he's absolutely. stopping at all these different breweries and. He just said, this is the time. He goes, I mean, health, I mean, he's lost 100 pounds in the last year, two years, and I, he's like, I love beer, but I want to love beer again. It's kind of like what you and I said with powerlifting, maybe maybe you more, like, love powerlifting. I just want to love powerlifting again, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, absolutely. It, it, there's a degree of separation that has to happen for you to fucking love it again. And Yeah. 
this dude, he's just, it's interesting. He's just taking this opportunity. He's growing and growing and growing. And then a month ago, he just goes, I think I want something else. You know, I think I want this as an opportunity to, so I told him, I said, dude, let's build it. Let's build it. I mean, you know, you know, 5,000 restaurants that if, if we can get a 10% conversion and get 500 restaurants using tacticality stuff, I'll hire you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, that can be your job and you can hunt. I don't care. Like we'll, we'll plan around that. You can sit in a tree stand from 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. And then you can do your work at night. I mean, whatever it takes, man. I mean, I'm flexible. Let's do it. So that's really, really exciting for me. But I just love that it took, no, I don't love that it took this. I love that people are seeing that there's more to, um, more to life than, than that, than that chase, you know? You know, and and I want to say this too, man, kudos to Brandon, like building that little makeshift bench that he's done. He's put up stuff and he's like, I'm really proud of Brandon for the, for the life he's carving out, man. Cause I think he's starting to see it. He's starting to see it, man. You know what I'm saying when I say that? He's starting to believe it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. In himself. Cause I think there was a time when he was like a lot of us, he was just looking for that one spark to ignite so he could really let go. But man, he's, He's done so much overcoming of just social stresses that he's shared with me, mm-hmm. um, just things about himself that he shared with me. And I, I just think there are enough people like, like-minded like us, and not saying that we're right, but just saying that we share a vision of doing a little bit better for ourselves, not hiring the, the guy to come in and do a job. Maybe just figure it out yourself, even if it takes a time or two to get it right, just – Get your hands Good. dirty. Get a little, Good. Yeah. Get, a, get a little dirt under the nails. You know. That's what. That's he was like. Yeah, it may not be perfect. I'm like, dude, you're like, it's like me. Like I, I've told you before. Like I wish I had more bad tattoos. Like I, <laughs> like I got enough for all of us. Yeah. Like I need a couple more bad tattoos. Like you know, my my tattoo artist would say so. I'm like, no, dude, fuck it up for me, please. Like you know, like, everything's a little too scheduled and perfect and. Yeah, man, I love it. And, you know, I'm, I'm working with um, uh, a content creator that I've, um, you know, it's, it's very, very similar to Brandon. This is why I kind of bring this up. Um, sure. You know, every time we talk, it's like, okay, what, do you want to schedule a meeting where we can kind of cover the details and I'll start a PowerPoint where we can talk? I'm like, dude, you're a videographer that makes dope vi- – like, what do we need a meeting yeah. for? Like, what do we need to – what's the dress code for the meeting? What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, <laughs> relax. Like, let's have fun. Let's be, let's be ourselves. Like the reason I want you is for you, not your, what you have put up. And that's what I see in Brandon is that I'm like, I can almost see him in there. Oh yeah. Right. For sure, man. I Absolutely. mean, you know, I don't talk to him a ton, but every couple of days we'll, we'll kind of, uh, cross paths and I'm like, dude, I can start, I'm starting to finally see you and I'm starting to, I, I love it. I love to yeah, see um, yeah. how his, his growth with this. And I'm seeing that across the board. I'm seeing that it's not just brand and brands, just oh, happens I know. To be a mutual friend of ours, but there's dude, a across of, the board. There's a lot of good things happening am, amongst this. And I think that's, I don't, I never ever want to neglect the fact that people are sick. People have died from this, but I do want to address the fact that on the other side of this, like, we cannot sit and just doom and gloom ourselves into misery. You know, we have to, to recognize that because people have died of this, we at least owe them a thought to do better by our own lives. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the way I'm looking at this. How can I improve my life? How can I improve the lives of those around me? And how can I improve the lives of strangers who might find some benefit in what I share? You know, why do I want to share negative stuff? Why do I want to share doom and gloom? There's enough of that going around, yep. you know, and the yep. more I Somebody talk else about has it, the that more job. I feel it. So yep. I just, you know, I don't want to ignore it. I want to be conscious of it. I want to be, you know, cognizant of it, but I also want to do better for myself and, and do better for you and do better for Brandon, do better for my family, friends, whoever. It's just everybody. Yeah. And, and dude, I, and you are, and I think that that's, um, it's great to see, um, with the peace, love and meat, um, project i guess like to see people come out of the woodwork that it's like oh shit they're on board dope yeah. maybe they needed a little of this right maybe mm-hmm. okay now how do they fit into this thing and it's something like when 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 bert you know called me to um invite me to winter strong one mm-hmm. he said his goal was to basically take 
some something I'm paraphrasing exactly what he said to me, but it was like take you know the the forty dopest people he knows in this small little sector of mm-hmm. interests, and I want them all sitting around one campfire on Saturday night, you know, and it's like yeah. And it's like, you know, if you were to break up, like, the dopest person ever <laughs> for this one little niche little side project, we're going to break it up into 40, and I'm just going gonna, gonna to invite those 40 people. And it's like kind of what I, I see a lot um, when I'm building out these projects and stuff now for my businesses or, you know, with Peace, Love, and Meat. It's like, what does that divide out to? I think <clears> it's, like, uh, I don't want to give too much. Dude, you know it's 4 o'clock. You said you had to get outside. Yep, yep. Oh, okay. Well, let's wrap this up real quick, but this is... I guess I want to leave this as a teaser. This was unintentional. This was not meant to happen. But I think what you're saying is what I'm thinking. I see this becoming small events, tight events. I don't know that 40 is even the scope of what I see. But you know, 40 is massive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 10, yeah. 15, maybe a 20 uh, or something like that. But getting together, cooking great food, maybe getting some training in, talking shop, mm-hmm. having people come in and show a demonstration on how to do do a skill set. I don't know. But the cool thing about this is the sky is the limit. Um, we have time to think. We have time to plan. And I think we've, we've started to gain some traction as far as, you know, consistent people paying attention to what we're doing. And hopefully they feel inclined to help us navigate those waters too and make this into something that we can all be proud of and better for. So. Yeah, we've been we've talked about it for a while, and it just makes so much sense that it's just like, it, you know, um, on on this project, the people that want to be here are here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, it's not a um, you're either in or you're in the way. No, man. <laughs> like, take what you want. Like, <laughs> leave some yeah. though. Like, leave some um, of what you have, please. Um, absolutely, that's it, man. It's it's all about just a little bit better, and you know, you don't have to take the whole pie that I'm selling. You know, if you want a slice of it, and, I, you know, the good thing is, too, we're not selling pie. You know, hopefully <laughs> hopefully we're selling um, thought and we're, we're selling reflection. And that's all I want is for people to, to somehow take something that we say or we share and apply it to their life in a way that makes them better. You know, they can – and that might mean avoiding what we say when they analyze it in their scope. You know what I mean? It, it's just – we got to be conscious of the fact that we'll give people whatever they need and we'll be here well yeah this is this is what it it is what it is that's the best part about this is um you know we hit the last podcast that's hopefully going to be you know published in the next day or two we're hitting this one yeah you know i i think right now we have time we can probably hit another one if we have something to talk about and then if we don't we don't it's not a big deal we're just giving now let's, let's talk friday Sounds good for me, man. This right, sounds good. Get out there with your kids, man. I love it. Yeah, you. man. We're gonna go, gonna go smash some uh, bike riding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. I'll talk to you. All right, dude. See you later. All right.